Welcome to another episode of the NPCs Discuss, where we talk about the video game industry, events, history, controversies, and more. On today's episode, freemium games, or games that are free but offer pay-to-win options, are all too common in the gaming world. While they originally found more of their home on mobile devices, the idea of the pay-to-win in PC and console video games is expanding and is increasingly becoming the norm. Unlockable skins, guns, characters, you name it, all in the name of either looking better than someone else or getting the upper hand before others can. How has the idea of the pay-to-win scheme affected the likes of gamers everywhere, and what does the market look like for the future? Well, for you to find out, you'll need to pick up some in-podcast currency and buy the next level. Just kidding, but let's talk about the Battle Pass. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsor, Anchor.fm. And we're back. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the NPCs Discuss. My name is Travis Sherman, and of course, I am joined, as always, by Kyle Inman. Hey, Kyle. How you doing? I'm, I'm all right. I am, I'm doing okay. I'm. Threw you I off there, like, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, I was waiting for the, what's up? Yeah, it's yeah. just, it threw me off there. Yeah, but I'm good. I'm unfortunately a little congested. I don't know if my flu shot is uh, starting to beat me up a little bit here from a couple days ago, like it was some sort of delayed reaction. So this is going to be fun. <sighs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes, it is another episode of the NPCs Discuss, and we are here this week to talk about the Battle Pass. They exist. We have purchased them in the past ourselves, but they have, uh, well, they've unfortunately kind of become the norm for just about every game the you boot up nowadays. The norm of the, the current age. Unfortunately, yes. You can't boot up a game without some sort of in-game offering to get yourself ahead Without, you know, paying some type of in-game currency or flat out throwing money right at the thing itself. And, you know, you think about it uh, being kind of funny. It Initially, this kind of started with, like, an online pass. With, like, PlayStation 3, you weren't able to play online games. Even if you purchased them and you had the, the membership, which PlayStation 3 didn't even require it. But, you know, you, you bought games, or uh, Battlefield, I want to say, on 360 was one, um, required a battle uh, pass in order to actually just get online that would have come with the game normally. But then it evolves from that. Um, I mean, we had, you know, season passes, uh, even for things like Farmville and uh, like Gardenscape back in the day on like Facebook as and everyone, now, yeah, and what, as as everyone feels the 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 energy of Flash returning, yeah, and feel as uh, feel uh, as vulnerable as they should because you know Flash was depreciated at the uh, end of last year. So yeah, it's interesting to think that going all the way back to even stuff like that, that you know there was pay to win type content that is like you wanted to get ahead, you wanted to speed up with growing crops and 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 doing some of these other things that you could pay the money to to push yourself forward and that has become such a lucrative investment for people uh, that make video games now that, of course, it has expanded farther. But we are talking about, more specifically, the Battle Pass, which we see more in our online shooters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fortnite was the one to really popularize the idea of what's now called the Battle Pass, uh, the the pay-to-win mechanic in shooting video games where... Um, you can unlock a better weapon. You know, there's the skins, of course, too, to make yourself look different. Uh, there's the different accessories to make your character look different. 
Um, we see some of that, especially in other shooters as well. Maybe not necessarily in a battle pass sense, but we do see some other stuff like CSGO. You may not necessarily unlock like weapons that are much better than anything else, but those skins can only really be unlocked. You either get them in a random drop, you pay to unlock a, uh, or pay to purchase a key. And then once you unlock the box, you get the skin or you go through the market, uh, the steam marketplace and you actually purchase it there which at that point it almost gains nft value but we talked it about really that does. already in a way we did so. we did exactly but again going back to to what the battle pass is here and what we're really focusing on of course is what fortnite popularized and what other games are doing now um i actually looked this up kyle and you're gonna find this interesting because i i looked this up on wikipedia to find out exactly what was going on with the battle pass um so it has a uh, list here of games that have battle passes in them. Now, it's not necessarily every game, but it's got there's 42 games in this list. And I believe you and I are looking at the same list right now. <laughs> probably. And do you see which game is the biggest offender on here right now for battle passes? Uh, Call of Duty. There you go. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Black Ops Cold War, Mobile, Modern Warfare, and Warzone are all on this list. They're five out of the 42 our call of duty everything else on here is kind of mixed up between different things that we we do know in the lexicon of having things like a battle pass apex legends destiny 2 PUBG. um let's see where is it on here there's fortnite battle royale genshin impact is another one but then it does trickle down to like magic the gathering arena which is another free to play game uh and even world of war tanks so world of war you mean just world of tanks or world war world tanks? yeah world world of tanks <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the a same new thing. Activision Blizzard title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The 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 World Draenei, of War tanks. The the Draenei M1 <laughs> Abrams tank in that. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a I don't want to go up against that undead Panzer. Jeez. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, this is just sorry for my misspeak. <laughs> it's fine. It was funny. It was fine. It's. I actually really find that funny. I want to. If I was a better artist, I could see myself trying to draw like, like an M1 Abrams or something that was set up in some sort of Draenei armor or whatever, you know, I just think that would be funny looking. Anyway, the whole list here, really, the majority of what we're seeing here on this list are shooters. We've got, I mean, we've kind of got a good mix of things on here, but the majority of things that are in here are shooter titles. Um, the only things that really stick out that aren't shooters necessarily, Genshin Impact is, of course, one of them. Uh, For Honor is not a shooter. Uh, you've also got, um, let's see, Rocket League is one on here too. Mm-hmm. Um not World of War Tanks, but World of Tanks, if you don't want to call it a shooter. I mean, I really hate yeah. to call it something like that, but we'll we'll let the audience decide on that one. But <laughs> it really has evolved into the shooter because everybody in these games is always tr- – they, they're always trying to get the upper hand on what they're doing. They're always trying to get the upper hand over the other people, and it's not a surprise to see that Call of Duty is the one that has uh, – that's the most offensive, at least on this one, or, or is the biggest offender, excuse me, because – when you unlock stuff in their battle pass, because you could pay all the way up to unlock to tier 100 in the battle pass, you unlock weapons that you may not already have uh, available, you may not have attachments for, and you unlock it and you end up with something that ends up being like the new meta in the game. But then it also, uh, in a sense, does what each of them have been guilty of, of one time or another, the FOMO, the fear of missing out. And I mean... You look back at, like, Destiny. They did it with the Yaller Horn. Um, 
when it was the the exclusive in the the first game and they made it a uh, pre-order bonus for I believe Destiny 2 or at least one of the expansions for Destiny 2. Okay. And well even with that um you know, but like, I mean that. just just the fact that you know, even Call of Duty with like they'll do it with specific costumes. Uh look at the uh this is even more more so on the game breaking side, but the uh, all uh, flat matte black costume that had even the face paint is matte black, so it made the the person harder to spot just in general in gameplay. Right, right. But I think you're right on that fear of missing out part because let's let's take a look at a uh, a current event right now, which is. Um, the Halloween event in Call of Duty Warzone, which is called uh, The Haunting of Verdansk. Mm-hmm. And in that one, uh, the current tie-in right now, so last year's was uh, Jigsaw and uh, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This year, mm-hmm. it's uh, Ghostface from Scream, as well as uh, Frank the Bunny from Donnie Darko. That's because bizarre, you, but okay. <laughs> uh, well, I, I agree. It's definitely not, I wouldn't consider donnie darko a horror movie by by any means so i I don't know but you think you look at frank the bunny and you imagine turning a corner and there he is you know standing with an m249 ready to blast you in the face that's that's one of those things that i think would probably terrify me a little bit in tandem with opening up the boxes around the map and you know ghost hopping up but that's that's either here or there yeah but you are right though is that the fear of missing out and not being able to actually unlock these things after the event is done is Part of the issue is that these are only going to be available for a limited amount of time, and if you want them, you're going to need to secure them in the time period that they're available. Otherwise, you are going to be behind. Like, I have paid for only one season's worth of Battle Pass in Warzone out of the entire time I've I've played the game. I have not played the game now in probably about four months, but even so, I've only ever bought the Battle Pass once, but you've got people who have bought it you know, every single time it comes out or pay the extra to be able to unlock all the way up to tier 100. I've been that day. I, I just, I haven't really been doing anything like that. So I probably have at least, I want to say probably 200 or so dollars wrapped up in least in, in just in call of duty battle pass stuff. And, you know, uh, level boosts, uh, getting towards the end of the battle pass. And, you know, you get the, Oh, you can buy this many more levels for this this much less. So, you know, I'm down forty levels. Well, I can get a level boost for super cheap. I'll throw five bucks at it. Oh, well, all of a sudden that's more on the battle pass. That's more on the on the extra costumes that I missed out on on the previous battle pass because I just had to buy them outright. Yeah, and that's I think where you know there is an option like that. It's like some things are. You can purchase outright, uh, but there are some things that are tied into the yeah, battle pass I, system. I mean, where you that's have just to situational. Spend yeah. right, right, agreed, agreed. It is situational. You can't just buy the one thing, spend a little bit of money. You've got to spend pretty much a set amount to do it. Uh, but let's kind of talk a little bit more about the evolution of the battle pass, anyway, and and where things sit now. Is that like you said? Of course, we're talking about you know pay to win stuff. You go back and look at things like Farmville. You look at um, Mafia Wars. You know, that's mm-hmm. stuff that even goes back towards, like, the late MySpace days of, you know, back when MySpace and Facebook were actually competing against each other. And then, of course, Facebook won. Uh, you had a lot of that where you could pay for things, though. Uh, but it did slowly creep 
into more of the mobile aspect of things that you are seeing more mobile games coming up and i think a lot of it was that you saw the reduction in advertisements at one point in time where it's like you know you could you could pay to potentially go ahead and and skip over the advertisements um and even in that case the advertisements weren't as invasive or as in your face in some of those games it it seems like it's it's flipped back around now it at first it was oh you pay you know this lifetime fee and then games started coming out where it's Oh, you pay, you know, for ad free for three months. And then, yeah, a recurring subscription model. Yeah. Right. And then, oh, well, you know, to keep you going, we're going to go ahead and add these extra character models or, you know, extra trinkets that your character can have. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's interesting just to think that mobile is really where they got their best thing because so many people. Like, like, especially, like, it's not saying that, like, the mobile industry was ever really, like, small, I guess. But after the advent of the iPhone, uh, I think it was the iPhone 3G was the first model that actually had the App Store on it. Um, when that dropped and the number of games that were starting to come out and being developed there, a lot of people were just like, hey, I'm just creating something here, but I know how I can make some money off of this. And then everything exploded. Right. And the amount of money that people could be making off of games by doing the in-game advertisements, you know, was one thing. And then the next option came up where it's like, okay, well, now you can actually integrate in-app purchases because Apple developed their in-app purchase system. Uh, Google did the same thing for their system as well, too. So it all kind of came together where people could now get more money out of you by offering this easy-to-use thing and, you know, could potentially reduce the ads. And we were seeing that more in just your casual games, though, not necessarily your big crazy competitive ones i mean a good example angry birds is one of them you know that was a very popular mobile mm-hmm. game uh still i believe pretty popular now don't quote me on that um but even to this day you know clash of clans is a good example um genshin Game impact Blast. which is on multi-platform you know those aren't even shooters but those have a pretty big pay-to-win model where people can sync hundreds of thousands of dollars into these games to get an upper hand on, you know, whatever it is they need to get the upper hand on. I've never, I've never played clash of clans and I've only done a little bit of Genshin impact. So I'm Mm -hmm. not probably the subject matter expert on either. Uh, But it's this, it's basically the same story across the board. And now you have really seen the adoption because they, you know, they, uh, Epic games was able to show that the battle pass model worked here in Fortnite, and everybody else started taking it on. It's just interesting to think that that's the way that the companies are really making their money instead of being the just sell it once and be be done with it. It's just, you know, it's, I guess maybe it's good for the gaming economy, maybe not. I, I'm not really sure how to put this out there. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I get that it helps generate continuous revenue off of one game, which may ease other projects that that a particular um, development company may have going currently, or, you know, help ease the the development costs of, you know, the, the project that they that that it's for. Um I I, I see there there being benefits there, you know and and actual long-term draw um maybe if it is still a little bit uh i i guess um i want to say aggressive and predatory at times you know depending on the 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 game 
and I, I specifically think about you know the the battle passes that that you only get you know that item at that one time and you know they they lock it down for years and years if not forever you know and they create the the fear of missing out you know uh, it it gets a little ridiculous at that point but um i guess like on games like genshin impact um the, the i i feel like it's a good example to put up against call of duty because genshin impact is is a game that i feel like they could potentially create a sequel to uh with ex- expanded code you know and, and expanding the world and what you can actually do in the world but with call of duty you know they expand the game more and it breaks further so i mean what are you paying for with the battle pass but more broken game so where where does the line get drawn i guess yeah exactly and and that's actually an interesting thing to bring up here because um you know it, it really is all for these companies here is that it's not necessarily offering a premium experience i mean you want your players to continuously come back and you know there's that potential for spending money in the game but i mean it is working somewhere for them to be able to make money uh, even when they still run into these problems i mean so i'm looking here at some notes from a uh from an open critic that we did and uh we were talking about take two's mm-hmm. earnings so take two of course is the uh parent company for rockstar games and of course rockstar games makes the grand theft auto series and they've been very very successful with gta online so with what i'm seeing here of course in our notes is that back when they reported their uh let's see which earnings are these ones this was uh fiscal year 2021 they saw an increase of 20% in net bookings over 2020. Uh, $3.6 billion is what they made in that one. And here's the quote that we grabbed. It says, we grew our online communities meaningfully, including new and returning players, which helped drive recurrent customer spending growth of 48% to reach a record high and represent 63%. Okay, keep that number in your head. 63% of our total net bookings for fiscal 2021. And... Uh, further along, we were talking about them being driven by NBA 2K and GTA Online, which GTA Online and NBA 2K don't necessarily have like what you call a battle pass. I mean, you're not trading out a basketball for a gun. OK, you know, that's not basically what you're doing here, but it's it's a pay to win mechanic where in either of those games, you can just progress along without actually paying any money. And it's going to take a while to to earn money to be able to spend in game or like in Grand Theft Auto Online's instance, you go and pay for a shark card, which is the uh, in-game currency reloading mechanism, and you get, you know, however much is on the shark card for how much you ever paid, you know, in cash. Like, I think, like, what, 30 bucks would probably get you, like, a million and a half dollars in GTA Online. I don't know the exact breakdown. But, you know, with GTA Online, it's mostly stable. But you were absolutely right, is that, you know, it is a money-making, like I was saying, there was that it's a money-making thing, but that, you are right in the sense that it's like, where does it kind of stop at, you know, when it comes to like the quality of things? You're right. Genshin Impact, even if they expand on the same code base, everything should probably be fine. No problem. More player engagement because they've added super like brand new content, not just bits and pieces here, but expanded the entire world. Oh, yeah. with and a, they've a done crossover entry. content even. They have. I mean, and, Call and, of Duty's done it. And you know they they've got the 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 Halloween one like you just said coming up uh or that's going on currently I think actually uh with the ghost face and and Frank but 
I mean that that's that's two skins. Whereas you know Genshin, right. they they've they, I, I feel like they they do much more. You know they do. They do, and I think you're right, though, is that I think it's the quality of life problem that we're running into right now, though, is that is that the battle pass is one way for the company to make money, and it feels like kind of that way to side like sidestep the issues that they run into. And as much as we talk about Warzone, I think they're one of those examples that we really do need to talk about because you are right. Every time they introduce an update, it seems like something else breaks in the game. It, uh, what was it? I was watching Tim, the tap man stream for a little bit today on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they actually confirmed they were spectating somebody. The stim glitch is back. Oh, awesome. Where you can just yeah. stim infinitely. Yeah. In, uh, yeah. It's like, if you stim at the right spot, you can actually stay out in the, uh, in the gas and not be impacted by any sort of damage whatsoever. That's so yeah, the gl- that glitch is back again. And, and it's funny to say, because again, it's like that's what we're focusing on is the quality of life is that for you to drive people to come in and play your game, you can't have these things where it's like you're expecting them to pay all this money for these really neat things or, or to potentially have the upper hand just for you to be able to go back and break something again that you said you fixed. Because I think that stim glitch was there back when the original Halloween event happened in the first place, which means that if they're recycling net code from that original uh, Halloween event last year, that means that the stim glitch was there at that point in time. It's back again that way. So yeah. it's the fact, though, that the the quality of life stuff that you would expect to be consistent would, you know, keep players coming in, keep people coming in. But you've got the stim glitch there. You have, um, I mean, the biggest thing right now that everybody's aware of is the cheating and hacking in Warzone as well. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they're not addressing until they drop uh, Ricochet, their anti-cheat software, um, in another couple weeks. So it, it's it's just weird to see how many people are actually coming back, you know, and spending this type of money in here, like in a game like Warzone, especially with the number of problems that there are. But it, I guess it goes to show that, you know, I mean, I know we looked at take two stuff here, but Activision must be raking in the money pretty well from those battle passes. They, they've got to be. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, I, I've been victim of it. I, I, I'll I buy a battle pass or, you know, in the past, I'd, I'd buy a battle pass for the season and right. I'd go, oh, well, I can go ahead and I'd pay an extra this many dollars. I, I think it was like instead of paying you know what 15 for the battle pass you pay 25 and you get a you get a 20 level boost immediately immediately well that's cool that that gives me 20 levels that i don't have to worry about well that's also the 20 easiest levels of the whole battle pass but that's beside the point right and we like i wouldn't even maybe consider warzone the most blatant problem when it comes to a battle pass because it's not like the battle pass is its biggest problem. The cheating and hacking is the biggest mm-hmm. problem. But let's let's reference one that did end up being one of the biggest issues by far, I think, for battle pass and pay to win mechanics, and that would be Battlefront 2. The the re- the the release of Battlefront 2 a couple of years ago from uh EA and Respawn. Well, yeah, that w- that was a total mess. Um I mean, they went from uh just being able to buy uh loot boxes uh with with specific cards to you know, you you being able to earn stuff over Battle Pass and as well, I believe, as buying stuff from the loot boxes. In, and then the, it just kind of digressed because the whole thing became such a mess. They, they ended up saying, no, 
you you get everything with the celebration edition and then any stuff that's given to you is just for you know accolades you do and that that's where it's at now right and that still didn't even seem to solve the issue though because oh no you still it's it's broken in in a sense absolutely it is absolutely and i think the biggest offender of that because it wasn't like it wasn't even necessarily a battle pass per se but it was still that pay to win mechanic that let people day one like literally day one when battlefront 2 dropped if they had an extra grand i I can't remember exactly how much it was to unlock every card but i think it was around yeah i think it was around a grand at least if not more um that you could unlock every card and you could have yourself at that higher tier and just go nuts in the game itself. And it was a big problem from day one. And I don't think they fully addressed it. I really don't. But I mean, especially when you're when you're catering to and maybe it wasn't necessarily a problem with uh, Battlefront. But and this maybe does put the crosshairs back on Call of Duty when when you have a hacker situation it entices hackers to try and break that system in order to get free battle pass or to steal from people in order to get their battle passes for free. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're already cheating at the game by, by hacking. So why not go, you know, that, that extra step and just get their stuff for free anyway. No, that's absolutely 100% correct. Uh, One of the things that I was really kind of thinking about there is you were, as you were talking about that is especially when it comes down to the cheating and hacking that um, people were running into or, or continue to run into in Warzone, is that the game is free mm-hmm. and for you to get banned from the game, it's just being username banned. You're not hardware banned. You're not IP banned, at least not yet, not until this new cheat system comes out. So if you go pay the money for a battle pass, um, and you're playing against someone who's cheating and you get them banned, well, they could come right back in again and just spin up with a new username and it doesn't matter. They're just going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's it's a problem that, you know, especially for the cheaters and hackers, I don't see them necessarily like stealing the battle pass per se because there's no way to transfer it. No, but I mean, it, it becomes enticing to people. I, I mean, it, it's obviously the, the most extreme but like for for them to like try and steal a card or to steal credit card information or get stolen credit card information, you know, right? And I think where we see more of the blatant like theft happening is I think more at the Steam level with things oh, that yeah. are actually in your in your inventory for games like Dota, Team Fortress, uh, Counter Strike. Those types of things are kind of the norm to see like those random chats open up saying, "Hey, I want to initiate a trade here for your thing," or. You know, and that's where, you know, there was a lot of problem for the battle pass type system. I don't think necessarily you see a you would see a lot of that happening, because if you had anything that especially anything that came out that dealt with credit cards um, or any sort of like um, payment processing and somebody was able to get into that, that's a whole other issue besides just one. Oh, I I agree. But I'm I'm just saying happening that that's like the most extreme that it could possibly be. But I mean, it, it it opens the you know, it opens the door to that type of behavior. It really does. You're absolutely right that it does, and there I just don't see what's going to be able to fix a lot of at least that in the present because uh, until at least you know some of these advancements in the anti cheat and um, 
software, at least of that level, really starts to push its way through for uh, we use Warzone, of course, as the example here. You know, as long as some of that stuff really gets pushed out, you know, we're, I don't think we're going to really see much of a fix there because uh, people are inherently stupid. I mean, that, that's going to be the key thing mm -hmm. is that, you know, it doesn't matter how much good you do. Everybody is ignorant to something and you're going to run across a situation where, you know, you're going to fall into a trap for something. I mean, I'm a victim of this. I'm pretty sure you've probably been a victim of doing something like that yourself. I mean, you know, it, even all the way back to when we were little kids, it was just being silly, you know, just that's what happens. That's just human nature. And that's going to, that happens way more in video games because you get yourself so wrapped up in playing a game that something may come across as a good deal on something and you end up getting yourself screwed or shafted. Mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's, it's just going to happen. So let's kind of talk about this though. Let, let's refocus a little bit here on the battle pass stuff and what's really going to be happening next for video games and uh, the battle pass and the pay to win mechanic. I mean, uh, to be perfectly honest with what happened with take two in their earnings that they reported back in May, um, they, they really are, you know, I don't think they're going to stop. I mean, over over 50%, 63% right there was what accounted for their total sales. And, and that was them not even releasing a game. That was them just literally continuing on with the existing game they had already put out in the sense of Grand Theft Auto Online and just putting new content out there. And that's it. And they were able to make yeah. a, a ton of money off of it. Well, and... I mean, there there's even been YouTubers that have gone on to show, you know, you can get on uh, with with just a uh, some something like the uh, oh, Unreal Editor and make a full game in a few hours if you really wanted to. So how difficult is it if you have the engine built already, the character models and everything, to come up with skins and and stuff? I, I mean, they put editors like that in, in some games already. I mean, you think about games like Forza, you can edit your car skins. So, I mean, if if the editor can be put into a game that easy, how, how easy is it for someone to make a new skin for some games? True. And we even talked about um, in our news live stream last week. We talked about the um, we talked about uh, the Minecraft marketplace and how much money it has generated for creators. I think it was around $350 million is what they said. And with the amount of money it's made, those are people that are creating, you know, new worlds, new, new maps, new skins, new things to interact with in there. And they're using a free building system to be able to do stuff like that, you know, and they're able to monetize some of that stuff because it's their own creations and their own designs that they're then reselling to use in Minecraft. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of like that too. Exactly. Is that unreal unreal is free to purchase, but that itself has such a higher level of detail to it that I, like I work with somebody who, who does things in blender and who does things in unreal, you mm -hmm. know, a, as a hobby and they're still not perfect at it. And they've been working on stuff like that for as long as I've known them, you know, for, for like, three years now right and so that's an interesting thing to kind of you know think about that you know somebody could do something like that but the amount of investment to be able to do anything like that monetize on it, it it's a big labor of love to be able to do something like that to be able to profit off of but even so with what we're seeing in video games right now is that the battle pass is here to stay 
the battle right. pass has already been proven and the pay to win mechanic has already been proven to be successful and it has been successful for many years now. But the question, though, really circles back to what you had brought up was the quality of life in a video game as well as the uh, fear of missing out. Yeah, those are the two things that I think are going to really drive what happens with battle passes anyway going forward. Like how many more people are going to play Warzone if, say, this ricochet anti-cheat doesn't work out the way that Activision is hoping that it will, that the kernel level driver that they're going to be releasing for anti-cheat actually ends up being more of a problem than it does actually helping, and it it reduces performance on the game. What if, you know, in tandem with that, like they release an update again where maybe they modify something with the train system again in, in Warzone, and the, the, everything screws up again. You know, you get your textures kind of blowing up off your gun, so it takes up like three-quarters of your screen, so you can't even see down the sights. It, it's those types of things that... Like, the fear of missing out, I think, is always going to be a given. Well, and I think uh, Call of Duty does have a slight um, advantage on other games. Um, and maybe Destiny has this a little bit, too. Uh, but, you know, you you play uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare from 2019. And you play the multiplayer from that. And you play the Warzone stuff. And any Battle Pass stuff and, and any costumes you've earned... They all transfer up to Black Ops. So all of a sudden, you know, all that content becomes relevant in another game. You know, so it it even makes the the fear of missing out even worse on something like that. And, you know, it makes the the quality of life question go even further because, you know, there there were times that Warzone, it was a really strong game. But then there were times that it was also broken. I I recall when we were playing and all of a sudden you you would be playing and your gun would splinter out into like uh, triangles and geometric shapes on the screen. And you couldn't even see what was going on. Yep. That was a big problem. And, you know, that that was early on. And, you know, weeks prior, we weren't having any issues with the game. So all of a sudden, you know, they introduce one thing and it breaks the game. But then people can i i think regardless um that that's one thing that needs to be tackled is that quality of life because otherwise it it perpetuates this problem of people you know continuously playing the same game series without you know any fixes because all your content transfers anyway so it's just easier you know all my stuff's already there well, you know, what about the quality of life of the game? I mean, what are you paying for at that point? Just your stuff transferring up? Right. That That is exactly it, I think, is that it, it does come down to some of that, especially because as the next release of a game comes out, like, you know, a numbered entry, like let, let's talk about like, you know, Overwatch 2, for example, mm-hmm. all of the skins that we have unlocked in Overwatch will carry to Overwatch 2 and be usable on our characters there. That doesn't mean that people who start off day one from Overwatch 2 who have never played Overwatch 1 are going to be able to unlock those at any point in time. We don't know if they're going to be able to, but that also gives the fear of missing out another big part of it. Even if Overwatch doesn't have a battle pass, it still definitely lends into some of that. I just don't see, like, this is going to continue on, I think, for a long time, because what you're basically turning the games into anyway is it's... I don't know if it's right to say games as a service. Um, 
I, I think guess that's it is what it would be. Yeah, because I mean, you're 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 giving little little snippets of content for just an extra cost. Well, you're, no, you're giving. You know, depending on well, if I'd it's a microtransaction giving... or a battle pass, because I mean, even with the microtransactions, it's just a little snippet of content, whether it be a skin or something. But then with the battle pass, you're getting extra snippets because you invested that extra amount for that season. As long as you play, you're going to earn, you know, quite a bit more, obviously. But yeah, right. I I, I think the big thing though is that. I wouldn't even call it like a snippet because you are getting the full game just like everybody else is. It's just it, the snippet of content is the unlockable stuff you get through the battle pass. That, that's mm-hmm. more like the small snippet because the only way you're detracting from the actual gameplay itself is within the quality of life within the game if there's any game breaking bugs. Uh, but more so by those who can unlock the full battle pass and unlock weapons that have a bigger impact than you know what or you may broken. have existing in your inventory yeah or it could be worse yeah it could be broken it, there could be something that they didn't account for that just is there and makes that gun that much better than anything else and the only way you get it is by paying the the 25 bucks or whatever it is for a battle pass you know it, mm-hmm. it ends up becoming that cost that 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 trade-over like do you want to play this game for free and just slowly work your way through or do you want to be the best of the best like that and just go but that's not up to me. That's up to the people who make these games if they want to well, do that. And and some games have even gotten really good. Uh, and it and once again, it might be slightly predatory, but you know they they advance you through the battle pass and they give you free stuff along the way. You may not get anything, you know, for three levels, but all of a sudden, you know, all, you hit level five and you get a you get a reward at level five, but then you may not get anything till level eight. But you see the three rewards that are there, and you know what they might be, but you can't get them unless you pay for them. And you get to exactly. see all those rewards all the way up if you've played that long. so Or, you know, gotten that much experience gained in the game. Yeah. And I, I think because, like, the Battle Pass stuff here, I, I actually think we're kind of towards the end of what we wanted to talk about here anyway. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to say that, like, I think it's always going to come down to the player on who wants to actually purchase the battle pass and enough players have actually gone and and made the investment into buying these battle passes either once or even every season to show that it like it is lucrative enough for these companies to continue offering regardless of the quality of content in their game if they make higher quality content and the quality of life in the game itself is maintained and sustained like a good example would be fortnite I mean, I, I don't really hear many like game breaking bugs in there or or glitches or anything that cause problems for people in Fortnite, you know, and that's why it's continued to be successful is because people know that when they play that game and make an investment into it by purchasing the battle pass, they're going to have a good experience. They're going to have a good time, mm-hmm. even if they're a terrible player or the best of the best. They're, you know, the experience should be pretty much the same across the board, you know, is that the only problem you're going to run right. into is literally who you're playing against. And that's it. And that's where I see like the battle pass stuff as an interesting way to continue to lure players in, even with the quality of life issues, because at the end of the day, the company's still making money off of you. No matter what, the company is still profiting off of you and is only delivering this product here. It's like, if you want them to make that change and that's where the future battle passes is really going to be at. It's like, if you want them to make that change, you need to stop buying the battle pass, play the game, you know, get in there and play it no matter what. Just stop buying the battle pass. Stop buying the skin. Stop buying that stuff there. Send them a message that 
if you want the future of this game to actually work out and you want me to spend the money on the battle passes, you need to make the investment that I'm giving you into making the game better. Fix the issues that you have, fix the underlying problems, and ship a game that doesn't break every single time you make an update. That, oh, that's just absolutely. I think that's pure fact. Yeah. And I I mean I I carry a flag for for classic games all the time for that reason. And I know I've said it multiple times on different podcasts uh for for our our stuff, but uh you know, I remember back in the day, you know, when it came on a cartridge, it had to be finished. There wasn't any patching that they that could be done. If something was wrong with the game, they had to recall all of them. So they wanted it to be 100% on release, playable. Yeah, yeah, and there wasn't any unlockable content for you there to be able to get anything better out nope. of it. There wasn't anything there until the mechanic of playing a game online really took hold. That That's where that's where I think the, the whole thing... So there you go, folks. We solved the crisis with Battle Passes. Just no more internet games. No more playing online. That's it. There you go. Just play single-player local stuff, okay? Bust out crisis your classic averted. consoles. Land land parties. If you want to play with people online, you get them all in the same room and you hook up the computers together. Yeah. Token token ring network. That okay. Was the that's day. it. That's that perfect. Was, okay. That, that was the day. Yeah, I know that's obviously not a solution there whatsoever. Land parties would be nice, but I know some people are still leery because of the COVID pandemic. So do as you wish. That's not an endorsement to go and, and start a land party up <laughs> unless you feel comfortable doing that. But that's, you know, it's up to you. But with that, I, I think we covered what we needed to on battle passes for this episode, right? I think so. I think so. Okay, easiest thing. Like, uh, TLDR, battle passes are good if the quality of life in the game is good and that every time the company makes an update, uh, you know, it doesn't break the game. But obviously, of course, if you want them to fix the game, stop buying the battle passes because you're incentivizing mediocrity, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> with that, uh, that is it for this week's NPCs Discuss. Of course, if you are someone in the game industry who would like to join us for a topic, please drop us a line. And of course, when we have one of your topics come up, we'd be more than happy to invite you on as a guest. Drop us that line over at the npcs.business at gmail.com or on our social media, and we'll get right back to you. Of course, for everything here, we are on social media over at Facebook and Twitter at the NPCs Podcast. You can find us there. Follow along when we post updates on different things. You can find us on YouTube, of course, over at the NPCs Podcast. I do a twice-weekly video called npc's quick save that gives you a five minute recap of the gaming news from the day prior and the day of so go and subscribe and of course check out those videos for us of course we also do our weekly news live stream uh every saturday night around 8 p.m mountain time on youtube and facebook so be sure to check that out and of course the main thing for us is what you're listening to right now the podcast go listen to it uh on our homepage, anchor.fm slash the dash npc's dash podcast helps us out a lot when you listen and contribute as well too to let us know how we're doing Again, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this week's NPCs Discuss. We will catch you all in the next episode. Laters.